five, four, three, two. Hi, I'm Natalie. Hi, I'm Cersei, and we're I Rewatch, Rewatch iCarly. An iCarly Rewatch podcast. Every week, we dissect the mechanics and themes of each episode, deep dive into the cast and crew, and give a comedic critique to, to the, the iconic, iconic 2007 Nickelodeon staple. Be sure to stay tuned until the end when we reveal who the pod babe of the week is. Welcome back to another episode of The Real Life of I Rewatch iCarly. Today, we have a very special treat for you guys. We have our very first live studio audience. Live studio audience, make some noise! (laughs) Guys, don't scream all at once. (laughs) Calm down. Seriously. We know that we're holding you here hostage, but come on. Like, a little enthusiasm would be cool. (laughs) It's just jokes and bits here on the Ivy Watch iCarly podcast since this episode is live sometimes we'll be reading things that our listeners were sending in the chat so whenever we're reading something that a listener said just to give you a little context i'm gonna add a little to let you know so we have a very special episode it is titled i'm your biggest fan it is season one episode 13 it was released january 19th 2008 directed by none other than steve hofer our foot fetish man himself and written by jake farrow who i think sounds a lot like jack sparrow (laughs) so johnny depp has written this entire episode himself you guys breaking news natalie knows how to rhyme and i'm really proud of her for that (laughs) Amazing. I may not know how to speak or write or read, but I do know how to rhyme. So. She said, make sounds that sound the same. I can do that. But I thought this episode was super fucking anticlimactic and ended abruptly. And after it finished, I was left wanting more. And I was sort of like, why am I so dissatisfied? And why is this dissatisfied feeling so familiar? So I looked it up. And you know what other episode this dude wrote? What? I Scream on Halloween. That makes sense. Perfect sense. So this episode is about the iCarly crew deciding to let their biggest fan come to the iCarly set and be the first ever live audience member for the iCarly web show. But she ends up being a creepy, obsessed stalker and the iCarly gang struggles to get her out of their lives. Little known fact, this episode was actually based on me and One Direction circa 2012. (laughs) I sold them the rights. They asked me for it. I made a lot of money off of it. <laughs> this is actually Cersei's Wattpad that she submitted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, originally Freddie was Harry, Sam was Niall, but you know, they took a little, a few creative divergences. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. What can I say? I've been a writer from the beginning. But we kick off this episode in the Shea apartment after school. The gang walks in and finds a big mystery hidden beneath a white sheet. (gasps) Carly's like, what is that? And Freddie goes, looks like a big sheet. And Carly's like, no shit, dumbass. I want to know what's under the sheet. And Sam goes, I want to know what's between your ears because it sure ain't brain. Which, thank you, Sam. We very much deeply needed to hear that. Men do this. You ask a question, they purposely misunderstand it to mean something stupider than it was, so they can answer it and feel smart. Stop men! All men! 2021. They're dead. (laughs) I killed them. I have a gun, and they're all gone. R.I.P. 
<laughs> I was going to say the same thing is that I feel like I always get asked the stupidest fucking questions and I wasn't going to spe- like specify for men, but I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It is mostly men who ask me stupid ass questions, but every single time I get a stupid ass question, I answer stupidly back. So I was like, Sam, 100%. This is exactly what I would say too. I would honestly probably say something even meaner back. So I just would have been like, thank you, dumbass, for assuming that I don't know what a white sheet looks like. <laughs> Literally. It's fucking annoying. And also the fact that Carly and Sam, they make the same exact face and they're both like <laughs> looking at him like, what the fuck? And it's the same exact face that I made as soon as he said that in the Literally. episode. I was like, how dare you mansplain to Carly Shay in front of me, in front of my eyes? <laughs> Not on my episode. <laughs> the kids go to tear the sheet off because they want to know what's under underneath and spencer busts in like sonic the hedgehog speed and screams and the kids like jump (laughs) flustered as fuck and spencer's like oh whoop thieve did me running in at lightning speed and screaming gibberish at the top of my lungs startle you and they're like uh yeah yeah, just like everybody else in the Zoom chat was just startled. I'm glad that you guys got to see real time the Cersei scream that I get to experience every single week unedited. I'm sorry, I have a big personality. I hope it was just as loud as everybody thought it would be. I hope that everybody loved it just like I do and her big personality, you know? I was hoping to go deaf today, period. Well, I hope it happens. <laughs> It might, it might. Sorry. (laughs) But I was going to say too, honestly, Spencer even startled me. Like, (laughs) I was kind of scared when he came in and started screaming. Like, was he just waiting for them to get home? Was he just like hiding behind the door? Like, did he hear them? Because he came out like immediately after they got home. Like, they didn't even say anything. They were just having a casual conversation. He's like, don't fucking touch that thing. Don't even look at it. Don't breathe near it. Don't do anything. He's just one for the dramatics. He was like waiting in his room like when I hear that door open. I'm going to scare the shit out of them. (laughs) Just you wait. Just you wait. Spencer explains that it's a very special gift to Carly to make up for the last birthday present he got her, which was a lava lamp that he made himself that also exploded. Then he rips the sheet off and reveals that it's vinyl seats for the car in the studio with cop lights attached to it and declares, it's art you can sit upon. And all I have to say is... You know what else is art that you can sit upon? (laughs) Spencer's face. I said what I said. I wasn't sure where you were going to take that one, but yes, I agree. So Spencer's face is art that you can sit on. And I hope one day all of us could get to sit on it. But (sighs) a girl can dream. One day. Wait, Jose says one tally mark on the horny Cersei scoreboard. (laughs) So... We gotta keep track. (laughs) So we've got one. (laughs) If he was literally just gonna reveal it, why did he make a big deal out of them not removing the sheet themselves? And is it not a gift for her birthday? Because it's to make up for last birthday. So her birthday must be soon. But then it's like never mentioned again. But also like continuity error. Because these are literally the seats that they were sitting in when they were watching the Plain White Tees perform. This just <laughs> makes no sense. Carly's literally a Capricorn. Like she said it in one of the first few episodes. So like it's definitely not December, January. So like in the iCarlyverse. It seems more like summer. Dare I say spring? Like weren't they just outside stalking Miss Dare Bush? I say spring dare i say it 
dare I say Doff, I do say it be spring. <laughs> what? Nary it, December. <laughs> Nary a December was in sight. Yes, like it's it's definitely it's not it's not near her birthday. So is he making this like super far in advance or what? Like <laughs> just no brain cells in the continuity department. But also copaganda, you know, yes. like were the cop sirens necessary? I don't think so. so. No, you know, just more propaganda. But they said police. Cool. Yeah. I said it last episode, but why do all of Spencer's sculptures explode slash catch on fire slash ruin everything there is to love in life? Like, literally every single thing ever, Spencer mm-hmm. ruins. I know he's quirky, but... A little too quirky. Dangerously quirky. Can we just enjoy his art without almost dying? That's all I want. Apparently not. He invites the children to sit upon the car seat. Not his face. <laughs> He he invites the kids to sit upon his face, including his little sister. Yes. I can't believe that happened on a Nickelodeon show. I was like, wow, that's like really racy. But it happened. Nobody watched the episode. It happened. I saw with my own two eyes. Don't fact check, though. I promise. He turns the lights on for them. And the second their asses got on that vinyl, I literally had like PTSD. I was like, how the fuck is this chair going to ruin their lives? This chair is somehow going to be the villain of the episode. Who is it going to kill? Is it going to send Spencer to jail somehow? And then Carly's going to have to go live with Granddad. Like, what is in Yakima? In Yakima. Yeah. Well, because we know every single sculpture ruins something. So what is this going to ruin? They're evil. Haunted. Maybe he's haunted by, like, a demon. They're going to go to jail for impersonating a cop because it has cop sirens <laughs> on it. <laughs> Spencer tells them that if they push this one button, a real car horn will make noise. Noise to go along with, of course, the cop sirens in the background. And immediately yeah. after Carly pushes it, one of the police sirens catches on fire regardless of the flames ah the sounds that everyone wants in their homes while they're relaxing (laughs) on a seat police sirens and car horns what is the purpose the car horn when you honk it it actually just says blue lives matter (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i can't believe spencer is a blue lives matter oh my god Yes, yes. Subliminal message that we should set cop cars on fire. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, the little electrical fire on the siren is pretty tame. I thought somehow it was going to like commit the second 9-11 or like a hate (laughs) crime or something. So I think a little flame that's okay i you know like i love how they just blame it on electrical wiring as if a perfectly contained flame would pop out of a siren (laughs) on glass because of an electrical wiring issue yeah on a honk like perfectly timed i know it's for the joke but like can we at least try to make it a little bit more realistic yeah it like would have made more sense (laughs) if it was happening like on the like button mechanism or like you know where carly was touching but just like on the siren that's like plastic like what the fuck Anyway, (laughs) aside from that, in the iCarly studio, the girls are laying upside down on beanbag chairs. Why? Because they're quirky. Eh. And they're going through note cards, brainstorming ideas for the iCarly web show. Sam wrote, Sam gives Carly a haircut and Carly goes, I'm not letting you near my neck with a pair of scissors. Does Sam actually seem to be capable of murder? And does Carly believe this? She's like, my friend will murder me if I let her close enough to my neck with scissors. And therefore, I will not let her close enough to my neck with scissors. I 100% believe it. 
I would 100% believe that Sam is capable of murder or at the very least, like, assisting in a murder. Like, helping to cover it up, being an accomplice to it. She's an Aries. Oh. I believe this wholeheartedly. She she lies. No, no issue at all. Like, she will do whatever it is. Like, she only kind of cares about Carly and Freddie's feelings. And that's after, like, 45 minutes of them berating her being like, you have no morals at all. And she's like, oh, fine. I think a lot of people think murder is easier than it is i won't get into why or how i know that Speaking but i know experience. it's hard it's harder than you would assume it is okay hello 911. <laughs> we got him right here <laughs> the fbi is knocking so i feel like they like like people just are like oh yeah i could commit murder like you couldn't you i don't think she could I think she thinks she could. Cersei said no balls. No, not enough. No balls. Do it, Sam. Do it, bitch. (laughs) Pull the trigger. Kill your best friend. She said fucking take the scissors. Do it. (laughs) Like, okay, but my thought is if she didn't murder Carly, like hypothetically, if she didn't, I think that Sam would 100% pull a prank on Carly and give her like a really (laughs) shitty haircut, which Carly deserves for naming the web show iCarly. So (laughs) precisely, precisely. This goes into what I was going to say. Yes. Because time and time again, we see Sam contributing equally to the iCarly web show. And it's so fucked up that she isn't equally represented and that she doesn't seem to have like the self-esteem to understand that she is contributing. Yeah. But it's like she was writing these note cards she was sitting up there brainstorming ideas same with carly she was like this is a great idea i'm gonna give her a haircut everybody's gonna love it they would have loved it and then carly's like yeah we're gonna keep the name iCarly." fuck you Mm-mm. petition to change the name to iCarly and i sam we're gonna go back it was almost 20 years ago i don't know i can't do math <laughs> and <laughs> And we're going to change it, okay? We're going to go back. We're just going to get Valerie to come back and I, Valerie, and I, Sam. Yes, exactly. It's happening. We're going to kill Carly. I will be the one to kill Carly because I know that I can emotionally handle it again. Okay, again, the FBI is knocking, breaking down your door. They decide to do Twister Vision. Since they decided on what they're going to do, they just chuck their notes in the air and let them all fall everywhere. And the laugh track goes crazy. Now, who the fuck is going to clean that mess up? Why would they do that? No words. They're rich. She probably has a maid. I would like to see it. Freddie reads a fan comment from a girl named Mandy who loves the iCarly show and wants to see it live. Since the studio isn't big enough for a full audience, they decide to have an audience of one. When Freddie says that a fan left like a comment, Sam starts freaking out worrying that it was about this giant zit that she had the last episode. Even though it's like nothing big, it's kind of a different side to Sam that we don't usually get to see. She actually cares about two things. One, what she looks like and two, what others think of her and also how she's perceived by their audience, which mood as everybody's in this Zoom right now. Yeah, that's funny because like I feel like usually like she couldn't care less but this sort of goes into what we brought up last episode yeah where I was talking about how she doesn't seem like the type that would like do her hair all the time and stuff like that Mm -hmm. maybe she does care about how she looks and how she's perceived but she doesn't want people to know that yeah this was like a private moment but why would she be this vulnerable in front of Freddie her crush she's like fine I'll let one wall down for him I guess (laughs) I'll let him know that I don't want the audience to see my zits like this is the most intimate thing ever literally she's like this is this is personal intimacy to the max freddie also says that mandy ends her comment with a super smiley emoticon and decides to imitate what it looks like by making this god-awful face it's like i can't even do it it's so fucking bad 
I was so uncomfortable because he holds the space for way longer than he needs to. And he's obviously <gasps> trying so hard. <laughs> he's trying so hard to be so funny. Like, this is his one, like, like body actor moment in who knows how many episodes. Body actor? What's it called? Physical comedy. Physical comedy. Thank you. I was like, what was it called? I couldn't think on the spot. Body actor. You got what I was saying. You got the point. Okay. Everybody understood. Anyway, he's trying so hard because this is his one moment to shine. So he is holding this face forever. And then they pan to Carly and Sam. And Carly's like, ha 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 and like smiling and then sam is literally just sitting there like what the actual fuck is wrong with this man like girl same same did she get the ick she was like never mind i don't want yeah, you she anymore literally, she was like walls back up ick has been received <laughs> <laughs> i've never cared about any of my zits ever now that you make that face but okay i'm i'm gonna respectfully disagree i thought it was really funny because he looked exactly fucking like her how Oh, I was like, how did you know? You didn't see the emoticon that she put in the end of the paragraph. I think the emoticon is supposed to look like her. So it's foreshadowing like her bug eyes and her big smile. Well, it's an emoticon. It's just like an XD. Like she did like roar XD at the end of it. I think the joke is that the emoticon like capturing what she looks like. Because when he does it, he does what she looks like. I guess. Either way, uncomfortable. Well, I think he did a good job because he looks exactly like her when she comes on with her bug eyes. Okay. Okay, well then give him his great oh i almost said grammy again give him his emmy <laughs> carly picks a random note card off the floor horrified and reads carly and sam roll freddie in breadcrumbs and bake him at 350 <laughs> freddie looks mortified but sam just defends herself by saying just till he's golden brown <laughs> and like this was genuinely funny like i was like lolling i was like okay no, this was fucking hilarious like the just till he's golden brown i died died hilarious hilarity pure comedy this is the one thing that uh that johnny depp gets for writing this episode (laughs) johnny depp back at the icarly studio they're live on their webcast doing twister vision which is truly just like a funny face filter that swirls their faces around and they're like talking funny and saying weird stuff and when they're done with the bit Carly tells Freddie, snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choked, he's so mad, but he won't give up that easy. Just kidding. She just said, okay, Freddie, back to reality. And then I got an Eminem song stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Palms are gnarly. Watch it, I, Carly. The comments are going wild. Cersei X sings really X good X. No, no, no. This is like the branch to that one. Cersei X raps X really X good X. For some reason, the laugh track is going crazy for this Twister vision. And it was literally the dumbest fucking shit I've ever fucking seen in my life. Genuinely ruined my day. I never wanted to watch the show again. I had to pause it and like collect my thoughts and be like, what the fuck was so fucking funny about them like using a Snapchat filter on a webcast? Imagine if we had a webcast and had millions of followers and we were just like my face is swirling comedy snob period melly period i'm sorry did y'all like the twister vision i vomited in my mouth no twister vision was not it i i i thought the same thing as you i was literally sitting there straight face the entire time this bit was going on 
I was like, this is like TikTok now, but at least they say funnier shit when they do stupid stuff like this. There really was nothing that they could think of to say while they had this effect on their face. All they could think of was, we've got hair. I was like, (laughs) that was it. That was the pinnacle of comedy that you guys came up with for this filter that you guys have been waiting who knows how long for Freddie to make. That's what you came up with to use with it. Disappointed to say the least. But after Carly, you know, raps a little bit of Eminem and tells Freddie to snap back to reality. X Carly X raps really X good X. (laughs) When Freddie turns the filter off, he goes restoring and then does a little spin reality and like does a little like flick of the wrist. And I was like, this is some Fruit Loop baguette shit if I've ever seen some. Like, fuck banning kink from Pride. Ban this from Pride. None of that. Absolutely none of that fruity tootaloody shit. Uh Uh-uh. No spinning. No spinning allowed at all. What the fuck was that? You must walk straight the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, we can have a Pride, but you gotta act straight, dude. Come on. Yeah, I'm bringing back homophobia for comedy. I think it's funny. I'm gay. It's not homophobic. X Cersei X brings X back. X homophobia X. Freddie was so proud of himself for fucking <laughs> for fucking doing this. It's like he acted as if he single-handedly made this iCarly episode the best one ever because of this filter. Okay, go off, little nerdy boy. Like, <laughs> Why were they acting like this filter was like the pinnacle of comedy? It pissed me off so much. No, it is. According to our fans here in the chat, it is. It is the pinnacle of comedy. So. <laughs> they introduce Mandy to the fans, and she comes out of this pseudo backstage area of iCarly that's probably just like a closet first of all she's wearing like a sideways cap and like this little vest and she's looking like funky fresh and she's got on these glasses that make her eyes bulge and look huge and she has the biggest smile from ear to ear she introduces herself to the camera and just starts like word vomiting from excitement and she gives the girls some cookies she made for them that like looks like themselves and they tell her to sit down and watch the show but she's clearly like obsessed with the show them their personal lives and the girls are getting really weirded out by it this girl Mandy yeah tell me about Mandy who is she tell me the tea Mandy is played by Aria Wallace who had a prolific childhood acting career that abruptly ended in 2010 when she started high school how do I know that she started high school in 2010 because we were born in the same year so I know okay stalker She had appearances on Charmed, That 70s Show, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, The Bernie Mac Show, Desperate Housewives, and Criminal Minds. She was Roxy Hunter, a.k.a. the star of the Nickelodeon original film series, Roxy Hunter Does XX and X. All the titles are like Harry Potter, like Roxy Hunter does. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Roxy Hunter Does XXX, and I was like, they had that as a Nickelodeon <laughs> show? Like, <laughs> they literally had porn on Nickelodeon? Just <laughs> like baby porn calling 911. I mean, that's pretty much what they do when they have the fucking feet porn on here so all their only fans videos everything on this podcast is for comedy purposes nothing is meant to incriminate anyone involved (laughs) roxy hunter had four installments where she played a kid detective who always seemed to find herself in spooky situations and she also starred alongside hillary duff and heather locklear in the perfect man which also featured a performance by chris noth aka big from sex in the city Hmm. i thought that was cool that is cool we have officially joined the i Carly universe and the Sex and the City universe. How does that feel? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> 
But with an impressive resume like that, I'm not surprised that she's absolutely, like, killing this role. I truly feel like she's, like, probably one of the best actors that we've had on the show. Wait, better than Miss Briggs? I'm talking about child actors. Okay, okay, fine, fair. I think it's obvious that she's doing, like, real acting and not, like, Nickelodeon acting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she was killing it. Committed to the bit, that's for sure. Epitome of committed to the bit. And I know that as an audience member, I'm supposed to be annoyed by Mandy. I know I am, but something about (laughs) Aria Wallace is, like, so cute and charming and adorable. Like, I literally want to physically assault Carly and Sam for being rude to her. (laughs) Also, this is kind of, I don't want to get into a whole thing, but I feel like this is kind of problematic. Oh, no. She's, like, clearly coded as, like, neurodivergent, like, you know, super obsessive personality, can't really stop talking yeah and both of us are neurodivergent so i'm gonna say um ableism check it's ableist (laughs) for them to make fun of her you know what i am gonna say it you know what you know what i am gonna say it i am this little girl (laughs) you know what let people be unhealthily obsessed with other people yeah let them do it it's called adhd bitch it happens (laughs) and autism it's how we cope I want to point out that every single time that I watch this episode, it genuinely triggers me because I genuinely think that I look like Mandy. Like, <laughs> like not even when I was her age, but like, cur- like I currently <laughs> look like Mandy. <laughs> like, if I put those glasses on, her and I would be twins. No! Like, <laughs> no! Yes, if I, if I put the hat on and I put the glasses on, identical. No. Identical. I'm telling, like, no. Kristen agrees. Kristen, stop. No. (laughs) Same with be nasty. No. Quack, quack, quack. No. (laughs) This is like when I say I look like Eminem. It's not real. It's just in your head. Right. If anyone here tells me that I look like Eminem, I will walk (laughs) off of a bridge. The chat better stay quiet. Everybody instead tell me that I look like Mandy, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, Aria Wallace has entered the building. It's me. Surprise. Oh, my God. We (laughs) have an interview with Mandy. It's Mandy herself. Quack, quack, quack. Um, I'm gonna shit on myself for these cookies then. But I know Mandy is like 13 and all, but you know what? I'm, I'm gonna say it. These cookies did not look like any of them. It didn't look like any of the gang She's at 13! All. I know, I know. I'm acknowledging that she's 13. But like, if you're the biggest iCarly fan ever, right? And those are the facial replicas that you were able to come up with, do better. She is clearly neurodivergent and you're being ableist right now. And you I'm know what I am? the social justice police. <laughs> I'm phoning it in. You can't call anybody because you're already in jail from earlier so (laughs) i'll see you there i do want to put a little caveat that if any of our fans want to make us any cookies with our faces on them i swear i won't be as harsh please don't poison them don't poison them but i won't be as harsh you can make them look really gross and i'll still love them but for mandy i know she's not martha stewart but she can at least put a little bit of effort into there So Mandy sits in the seat of sitting, a.k.a. their copaganda car seats. And where does she decide to sit in this two-seater seat, you may ask? The left seat? No, of course not. The right seat? Nope. Not that one either. Well, Natalie, I thought there were only two seats. Yeah, you're right. There are only two seats. This fucking psychopath decided to sit in the middle of both seats. If everything else didn't tell you that this bitch was fucking crazy, this right here put me over the edge. She has to sit for who knows how long to watch this webcast, and she willingly decides to sit in the middle, in the crevice of two seats. There's nobody else there. Jail. Jail. Horrible. I... 
what do you have to say? Like, what are you going to ruin for me now? I like. I know you're going to ruin it. I like sitting in the middle seat in the back of the car. But it's not. It's not like a middle seat. It's like two seats. And that's it. And then the fucking like in between of the two seats. There was no third seat. There's like that little square thing though. It's like no. it's not a full seat. It's the little one. No, it's it's the little it's where you put the fucking drinks. Yeah, I like sitting on that. It's not a third seat. Maybe she's queer. She doesn't know how to sit right. <laughs> Maybe you're homophobic. I can't. Not you guys all sympathizing with her. Who sits in the middle seat willingly? Who does it? Who does it willingly? Well, I'm so happy that all of you are here to hear the yes. unedited Natalie no. scream. <laughs> Thank you, Andrea. Shout out to you and only you. It is as bad as sitting on the same side as your date. Yes. Dare I say even possibly worse because you have free reign of everything and you decide to sit on the edge of two seats. I love how Cersei just straight up ignores me, like, all the time. Like, you guys get to see this live. You guys get to see her literally live ruin everything. <laughs> I, can I process things? No. <laughs> Maybe she likes to be on the edge of her seat. Maybe she likes likes a little excitement in her life. No. I am the first person on the front lines of defending Mandy at all costs. I love her. I would die for her. I mean... Let her sit where she wants. I'm saying that this goes into her playing the crazy person. I'm saying great... Oh, now we're throwing the C word around. Okay. Mental health professionals everywhere are quaking. <laughs> oh, my God. I, if I'm not canceled already, I would be shocked. So might as well just add on to the list at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I just... Who... Why? Why would she do... Spencer made it a two-seater. For two people, and possibly, possibly a third. And yet there's one person, and she said, yep, right in the middle. Give me that one. Give me that one right there. Alexa, play Greedy by Ariana Grande. <laughs> greedy! <laughs> you know that I'm greedy for seats. <laughs> Ow! You <laughs> no, you just set off my Alexa. <laughs> I would like to let everyone know that I just triggered the Jacob Shakeup's Alexa. Cersei X sings for Alexa X. <laughs> I missed like three X's, but this is why I unplug all my shit too, because I have the G word in my room. Nobody is allowed to say anything out loud. Oh yeah, well I have the G word. That's why I say Alexa, because I don't have Alexa. Imagine getting in an Uber pool and some bitch is in the is in between the two seats. Thank you. Andrea really understands this. Me. I'm the bitch. Yeah, you definitely are, you fucking psycho. <laughs> I keep forgetting there are people here that I don't know very well, and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> this isn't even, like, the worst that you get. Like, is the best part. <laughs> oh, thank you. I get worse? <laughs> Stop it. I know. Aren't I so nice? I'm so sweet. So, after iCarly wraps up filming, the gang brings Mandy downstairs, and she is way too excited about every little mundane thing in the apartment, including a very mysterious Ooh. drum set that has appeared in the living room. So, Sam is trying to give her the hint that it's time to get the fuck out. But Spencer interrupts them, and before Spencer can even get his bearings, Mandy screams, Spencer! And runs up and gives him a huge bear hug. Literal same. <laughs> Precisely what I would do if I saw this man in the flesh. Not just immediately sit on his face, just you would go give him a bear hug? You gotta warm up to it, okay? All right, all right. I'm not gonna sexually assault him. That's fair. I'm just gonna make him wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> As, yeah. I was gonna say, I, 
I was going to say, as you do most men, but that's really mean. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. It was just part of the joke that I was going for that would make. I don't mean it. I love you. Can we not get divorced this episode, please? Not while other people are here. Not in front of people. We, we can't. Not in front of people. Just like in private. This is not going to be the, the dinner party episode of The Office where like <laughs> Jan and Michael are just yeah. like fighting. Yeah. And the rest of you guys are like. <laughs> yes. Shout out Scranton. We have a Scranton night in the chat. Like you live in Scranton? The one and only. Holy fuck, dude. I want to go there so bad and hit all the spots. <laughs> I'm on my way. She's surrounded. All around me is Scrouton, PA. Scrouton. Scrouton. <laughs> I'm just going to blame the kava. I blame it on the juice. Got you feeling loose. When Spencer comes out, he's like, has anyone seen my lotion? Who needs lotion that quick and that urgently and that bad? What's he? He's about to jack off. 100%. There's no other excuse. He's about to it hard even if that's not the case even if it's a pg region a pg region region a pg re here we go a pg reason holy fuck i'm tired of having strokes oh my lord that was painful even if it is for a pg reason a man who moisturizes Say less. Oh my God. I love how long it took for you to just say this joke. <laughs> like, it's not even a joke. It's it's merely an observation. It's literally you being capital H horny for Spencer. <laughs> Imagine I like try to like hit on a guy like in a bar and I'm like. And you're like PG Regi pay PG Regian. <laughs> be like, are, are you okay? Uh, I'm going to head out. Do you need an ambulance? <laughs> I feel like they literally could have had him just walk out and be like, hey, guys, how was the web show? Like, how was having Mandy on? Blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever. You know, like a normal conversation. But instead, they wanted to make a weird masturbation joke. So. Right. You felt that, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's the lotion, bitch? Like, he comes out with the tissues and he's like, does anybody know where my lotion is? <laughs> he's got, like, the sock. His dick is in his hand. <laughs> He's like, um, does anyone know where the lotion is? He has Socko on the phone right now. He's like, I need a new pair of socks. Like, where? Stop! <laughs> Carly goes in his room and is like, why is this sock crunchy, Spencer? Stop. <laughs> yes, literally Dan Schneider to, to Johnny Depp behind the scenes, a gun pointed to his head. You have to make a masturbation joke. You have to make it. Otherwise, you will die. <laughs> The Dark Lord Schneider is what Jacob <laughs> called him. I'm screaming. We're stealing that. <laughs> the Dark Lord Schneider says, make the masturbation joke. He who must not be named. <laughs> uh, but while Mandy is all up on Spencer, he is being such a polite little gentleman and is trying to subtly figure out where he knows Mandy from without being rude. Carly picks up on it and goes, She's just a fan. And Sam chimes in, you don't know her. Spencer immediately breathes a sigh of relief and pries her psycho little hands off of him, but she instantly <laughs> reattaches herself to him. Again, same. Absolutely. <laughs> I would do it. I would hold on for dear life. Never let me go. Spencer Shea, please. You are my one and only. Six foot and goofy. Got that little Jim Carrey thing going on. Ooh, la la. Please love me. It's just crazy how you're always like, Natalie's always trying to flirt on the podcast with everybody else on here. Meanwhile, you're like, Spencer, <laughs> Spencer, I Spencer said fuck! that. 
You're when joking. When have I you, ever said you're that? You're joking. I'm gonna. I swear to God, I need like an instant replay. Like Cersei gaslights the fuck out of me on this podcast. <laughs> like you literally say it all the time. <laughs> There's like one. It was like two episodes ago. Two episodes ago, when it was a uh, the world record one, where I was like, um, what's her name? The actress. I was like, oh yeah, she's smoking hot. And you were like, I'm sitting right here. Well, yeah, because with guys we can threesome with them, but with girls it makes me mad and jealous. It's a gendered thing. She said homophobia check. <laughs> she said bisexual eraser check. If you want to talk about <laughs> gaslighting, later oh, on yeah. in that episode, you thirsted after Spencer, and I almost said something about it, but then you were like, Spencer doesn't count. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Spencer doesn't count because we thirst after him together. <sighs> Whatever. This is literally that episode of The Office. <laughs> I'm about to throw something at a flat screen. <laughs> we're about to get divorced and get married again in one episode. <laughs> internalized hate counter too yes (laughs) i love how sam has to chime in and clarify you don't know her as if spencer knows every single one of their fans (laughs) every single like 13 year old fan that comes into his house he's like yeah i should definitely know her from somewhere and spencer and shay oh my god (laughs) now you're (gasps) passing your stroke to me (laughs) a contagious stroke (laughs) but no sam has to be like just to clarify you do not know this 13 year old that is in the house right now (laughs) what if she went to the crazy hat party he had to know that's true he did have a bunch of random ass children at his house so i mean (laughs) as he usually does as he usually does he was like "Mm." is this yeah i might know her i might it makes sense (laughs) but spencer forces her off again and runs away to safety and then carly asks about the random drum set in the living room and he explains that he picked them up from the dump because there was a flyer in the hallway for a band who needs a drummer i love how he literally sprints away from this 13 year old girl as if he isn't a grown-ass man and he can't just tell her to get the fuck out of his apartment (laughs) like He's like, he like infantilizes himself. He's like, I don't know what's going on ever. I have no power at all. I I must keep this child in my apartment. I, she must have been here for the crazy hat party. So I can't tell her to leave now. (laughs) Also, I love how confident Spencer is in himself. He's like, yeah, I can do anything. I can do anything that I can put my mind to. And you know what? Period. Everyone should think like that. Sexy. That's how I think, actually. (laughs) I really can do anything. Yeah. Everybody should think this way. So he, he just saw a flyer and he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to join a fucking band. I've never touched a drum set in my life, but I can do it. Why not? I believe in him. I do too. The girls try to give Mandy more hints that she has overstayed her welcome, but instead she invites herself to the smoothie plans and even offers to pay, which sweet richie rich yep <laughs> sam panics though and sacrifices freddie to the psycho and then <laughs> once she's alone with carly she says look it already <laughs> bums me out that freddie has to come with us but now we gotta take her too and for whatever reason carly convinces her to let mandy come with them and mandy gets so excited she screams we'll be like the three musketeers <laughs> but freddie goes there's four of us and mandy points at him and goes touche okay is this where touche came from because this word was so fucking trendy when we were little and there's no reason for 12 year olds to know what the fuck touche means yeah i literally used to say touche all the time literally (laughs) i thought i was so cool we sacrifice freddy as tribute the sacrificial freddy (laughs) he is the sacrificial lamb the virgin that you sacrifice to the gods 
<laughs> Jose says he got it from Drake and Josh. Hmm. So maybe it's a little callback to the to the drizzle and the drizzle. I love how we have people here to fact check you so that I don't have to fact check you all the time. This is amazing. Well, I didn't say it was this a fact. I said, is this where it came from? Because why the fuck did we say that? I don't know. I do remember saying it, though. But apparently you're fucking wrong. So touche. Touche. <laughs> fucking wrong i asked a question <laughs> but here's another groovy smoothie reference this is the second one i'm pretty sure explicitly a groovy mm-hmm. smoothie and i was really hoping that this one would be like the groovy smoothie episode where we got to see the groovy smoothie since yeah. they're all heading over there and there really wasn't anything going on in the apartment anyway but nope Again, disappointed. As we've mentioned before, like, they don't really have a lot of sets yet. They're mainly, like, in the apartment at the school. So probably what happened was, you know, they did the pilot. It got picked up. Mm -hmm. Then they brought it on for, like, one season. And they didn't know how well it was going to do. And then because it did better, then for the second season, they probably got more money and got more sets and stuff like that. So I imagine that the second season is when we'll see it. Because if we haven't seen it by now, they probably didn't have the set made. Yes, Vanessa, great point. Remember, the iCarly web show rich the iCarly set poor Poor. they have no money to show us the groovy smoothie and here I am again disappointed Mandy goes out to the hallway and as she's like leaving and everything for the groovy smoothie that we will not see because hashtag poor (laughs) she starts asking the gang what kind of berries they like and she starts (laughs) listing off all these random ass berries that she loves but she decides to end it with I don't like Halle Berry I was like, okay, little Miss Racist. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, like this caught me off guard a little bit. So I did chuckle. I will admit. I will admit. But who does not like Halle Berry? The Catwoman herself. Who? Who? Just another reason added to my list as to why this girl is insane. Is that what you're bra- Like you hear Halle Berry and you're like Catwoman. Yeah. I'm definitely a storm girl. Well, I mean, Catwoman, leather suit. I'm gay. What else do I need to spell it out for you? What did I tell you about mentioning other women? (laughs) What did I tell you? I'm sorry. I'll stick to Spencer. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm just saying that Halle Berry in the cat suit, though, like, who wouldn't not like her? So instead of seeing the groovy smoothie, what we get instead is Spencer fixing up the junkyard drum set, and Mm -hmm. he decides to test it out, but it instantly breaks, and he says, I rock too hard. (laughs) You don't even want to know what I have to say. Here we go. Let's rack it up. Damn, daddy. (laughs) Let's rack it up. Rock me too hard. God, I've seen what you've done for this drum set. Let it be me next. (laughs) But Spencer looks so disappointed when he says this. Like he's like on the brink of like the one tear is coming out. (laughs) He thought he had it all fixed up. But before Spencer can sob, the girls walk in and are happy for Spencer and his drum set. (laughs) Then when Spencer asks about Mandy, they both immediately start complaining about her. Carly says that Mandy needs to get sent to the wacky shack. Carly then explains to Spencer that Mandy is from Tacoma and made her aunt drive her all the way to Seattle just to be on the show. I thought that Tacoma was going to be like hella fucking far or some shit. It's literally just like a suburb of Seattle. And it's like I checked it and it was only an hour and 11 minutes away and that was with heavier traffic than usual also as i said she's neurodivergent and they want to send her to the wacky shack i shake my head <laughs> yes the weenie hut jr is like the wacky shack i carly verse version <laughs> we gotta send her to the weenie hut jr they said neurodivergence not allowed in the i carly verse here but i was chuckling because it just came to me when i was reading tacoma i don't know why but the first thing i thought of was like toyota tacoma <laughs> <laughs> 
I like forgot it was a real place. Like all I thought of was the truck. <laughs> it's truck month. <laughs> I got one thing on the mind. <laughs> when the girls walk in, they're talking about the poor blending abilities of the groovy smoothie employees. And when Carly says that it would be a good idea for a band name, Sam goes, what? Stuck in my straw? And Carly goes, no, strawberry lumps. And Sam is like, ah, yes, that makes sense. It's like, neither of those are good band names. Like, this is just such a forced conversation. It's like all the conversations that they have when they walk into the house are so forced. Like, just make it normal. Just ask how they're doing. It's just for the joke. Remind me never to let you read, like, my actual comedy writing. Um. Noted. (laughs) So after the Toyota-thon comment, Sam shockingly asks to spend the night and explains that the reason she wants to stay the night is because her mom got a new bikini and she's going to be breaking it in by wearing it around the house all night. And she tells Carly that if she's her friend, she will not make her look at that. First of all, the bitch that gave birth to you, the bitch that grew you in her belly, got stretch marks for your life. (laughs) You're going to body shame her? Yep. Baby, that body is in your DNA. Yep. Look at it good. That is what your body is going to turn into as you grow up. So, I don't know what you are. Uh, if you're good, ben, you want me to look at it. Bitch, you're going to be looking at it for the rest of your life. No, she's a hater. She's a full-blown hater. Yeah, there is so much body shaming in iCarly. There really is. Also, what is wrong with her mom wearing a bikini? She is confident. She feels hot. Let her live, you fucking bully. Like, she wants to wear it around the house. She wants to, you know, get more comfortable in it. Why has she got to be such a hater? I wish my mom would wear a fucking bikini. Like, come on. Tell her. Tell her to come out. Tell tell Miss Tara to come out. Ma! <laughs> Put on my bikini! Bring your bikini! <laughs> the way Spencer is like, Sure. When Carly asks if Sam can spend the night was so fucking cute. Ah! Like dad vibes, full on dad vibes. I was like, I know, but like, what is Spencer going to say? No. Like that bitch literally sleeps over <laughs> once a week and like nine times out of 10, she doesn't even ask before she does sleep over. He he's not going to say no. <laughs> I did want to go off what Vanessa was saying that I Carly planted body dysmorphia. Yes. Because we talk about it all the time where like there's already the eating disorder stuff that's so occurrent with Jeanette McCurdy and, and Sam and her character and everything that mm-hmm. they have that. But then also all the body shaming too. Like it's just like in every aspect, some of it low key, some of it high key. It's just everywhere. And it's not just with Sam. It's like all of the characters just kind of low key in there. It's insane. Sorry to bring it back, but now the vibes are off. <sighs> now we're sad. We're sad. It's fine. Let's bring it back up. Let's bring it back up. Everybody, I have nothing to say. I thought I was going to be able to pull something out of my ass. Um, let's go back to iCarly. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. After all of this, Spencer decides to go hard as fuck on the drums and show his skills off. And one of the cymbals <laughs> bursts into flames. Spencer gets up, shocked, screams, how could that even happen? Well, Carly grabs the extinguisher and blows it out. Of course, Carly is the one to blow it out. Of course. Yes. And of course, Spencer's the one to set everything on fire. (laughs) I'm glad that they wrote in there that Spencer even goes, how could this even happen? Because Spencer, you took the words right out of my fucking mouth. It's like (laughs) they're beating this joke to fucking death. We get it. We get it. Everything gets set on fire. Like I'm just like picturing the writer's room being like, what if the drum set like set on fire? (laughs) 
Like that'd be crazy. It's just like a bunch of like frat bros being like, you know what we, you know what would be so fucking funny if like if like the drum set on fire. So random, dude. That'd be so random. Yo, yo, yo. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. This would be so fucking funny. You're a fucking genius, Brody. I love your brain. <laughs> fucking hilarious. But you know what would be even funnier if we addressed it. Oh meta if we if we told them we knew it was stupid that would be even better <laughs> let's get into a little mid-roll ad Ooh, sexy Ooh. we are so excited to be working with wicked cat clothing for this episode wicked cat clothing is a spooky licious halloween theme apparel shop that lets you vibe like it's Halloween all year long. That sounds so cool, Natalie. And it's a one-woman-owned shop founded by aspiring designer Stephanie Long, not short. (laughs) Some of our favorite designs are... I'm the Jessica Rabbit of Witches. Vanity is my favorite sin. Written and directed by your worst nightmare. Do you think that was inspired by Dan Schneider? I think so. Probably. Probably. Stephanie Long, not short. Do you listen to the podcast? We think you do. (laughs) If you want to see more from Wicked Cat Clothing, be sure to head on over to wickedcatclothing.com. Or search Wicked Cat Clothing on Instagram. We are back and the girlies are passed out on the couch while the TV is loud as fuck still on in the background. Carly wakes up and realizes that they both passed out on the couch and then wakes Sam up too. They both start going back to watching one of their favorite shows, Girly Cow, on the TV. (laughs) The girls start to giggle (laughs) at the punchline on the show and then all of a sudden... Surprise! Mandy has been there right next to them the whole time. (laughs) I know that I'm supposed to be, like, turning against Mandy at this point, but I cannot pretend to chastise this little girl for her creepiness as if I did not call every hotel in downtown Chicago pretending to be One Direction's tour manager (laughs) to find out which hotel they were staying at. And before you ask, yes, I did find out. I was successful. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Literally, Harry Styles is listening to this podcast right now and is like, somebody call the fucking FBI. This bitch stalked us. Well, Harry wasn't even my favorite, so he had nothing to worry about. My eyes were not set on him. (laughs) Who was your favorite? Niall. He's Irish. Wow, you love him Irish, huh? I do. It goes back to McGurthy. (laughs) (laughs) Niall is McGurthy. Um, but Mandy laughing and being on the couch was genuinely, like, trigger warning a jump scare for me. Like, I was not <laughs> fucking prepared. Shut up. A jump scare. It was literally a jump scare. Like, I get scared really easily. This is why I don't like scary movies. And I straight up, like, shit myself when Mandy started fucking laughing. I was like, why is she there? Jump scare. <laughs> Like, you know, on HBO shows, how they have to, like, disclose all, like, the bad things that are about to be on it. It's, like, warning. (laughs) Trigger warning, jump scare. (laughs) Trigger warning, creepy girl goes to (laughs) pretend that she's One Direction's tour manager. (laughs) I was gonna say, trigger warning. (laughs) (laughs) They just have it spelled out. (laughs) 
also love how she's literally just made herself at home. Like, she's got her feet up on the couch. She's got a bowl yep. of popcorn. Life is good for her right now. You know? Like, good for her. This was me at your house when you went to work. Literally. And I was just, like, <laughs> chilling with your cats. You're just like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's my house now, I guess. The Nebraska lifestyle. Pretty luxurious. Yeah, it's the good life, as they say. <laughs> Nebraska, it's the good life. That's literally their, like, tagline. Stop. It's the good life. Stop. Yep. Just as we are right now, the girls are equally terrified and confused (laughs) and want to know how and why the fuck Mandy is there with them. Mandy explains that she made her aunt get a hotel room so that (laughs) she could spend the night with them. Carly's like, okay, cool, yeah, but, like, how'd you get in the apartment then? And Sam chimes in and says that the door was locked. And Mandy is like, yeah. But, like, not all your windows were, so. (laughs) Okay, Lubert, nowhere to be found, not doing his job in the slightest. No, Lubert is probably the one who unlocked the door. Like, (laughs) he was like, because remember in the ice cream on Halloween one, he's like. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you want to go beat the shit out of Spencer? He was like, get in there. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) But how the fuck would she get in through a window of a high-rise building? Yes. Yes. Does she have, like, that tactical gear that, like, hooks on the top and she's, like, <laughs> like fucking Batman and Robin? Freddy left it outside for her. Like, <laughs> Freddy and the SWAT team left it there. They they cut the hole in the ceiling. She's coming in through the window. <laughs> like, I was literally about to say the same thing. I was like, are they, are they not... Are, are, are they not at least on, like, the third floor of an apartment building of a high-rise? How? They're on the eighth floor. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Eight equals D. Yes. I was like, wait, I know that they're high up, but, like, but like, and she's 13. How, how did a 13-year-old, how, what, what? She's, like, it's just, like, a little spider monkey, like, crawling up the side of the building, like, <laughs> She's literally Spider-Man. She's literally <laughs> Patricia Parker. Literally Tom Holland is calling. <laughs> Andy Garfield replaced. It, 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 did you call him Andy Garfield? Andrew Garfield, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, but you called him Andy Garfield. Like you're his close personal friend and you just like call him Andy. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, just Andy. We're besties. <laughs> wow. He's been replaced. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know you knew Andrew. I'll have him on here someday. Yeah. Can you? He's like kind of handsome. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You know, I, you know, I don't really talk to him much, but like, we'll see. He's just Andy, you know? That's cute. Should I be worried? Yeah, maybe like a little bit. Um. Oh, yikes. <laughs> I don't think I can compete with that. No, uh, not good old Andy. Usually I get sassy, but yeah he was fucking spider-man, Spider-Man. yeah you, nobody can wow. compete with that <laughs> i guess i'll grab my fuck you flip-flops and get out of here yeah time to time to flip-flop out <laughs> do you know what i'm referencing no oh Wait, maybe? my uh andrew garfield was in the social network and when he goes oh. off, on, he's like so you can pick up your fucking gucci and your fuck you flip-flops and like yes that was i forgot about that that was a deep memory Thank you for bringing that one back. Remember the social network. (laughs) Don't forget it. 
But who is this aunt? Why is she enabling this child fucking stalker? Does she really not have anything else better to do? I want to meet this aunt. I want to know if she's just as crazy. I want to know. I need to meet her. Okay, well, I'm going to say it. I don't know if you were ever, like, deep into, like, bands and stuff like that and, like, no. you know, on little fan pages. Well, just, like, Justin Bieber, but, like, not even really like that. I, well, I was, like, I was deep in it slash deep adjacent, and there are genuinely, like, very wealthy kids where their parents spend so much money and time doing whatever they want to do for any sort of like famous person or like YouTube celebrity or stuff like that like I believe it they'll follow them on tour they'll be like if you go to like concerts and shit like that sometimes they'll be like oh my god shout out to these people in the first row we've seen you in the first row at the past five concerts like yeah 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 yeah. do crazy shit like that so yeah I fully fucking believe that like and remember how she was like oh I'll buy you guys smoothies it's like she's like just one of those rich kids where like she Uh, she doesn't have any friends so her one hobby is like being a stalker and she's getting enabled for it but why is it her aunt yeah i don't know that was my next question with it too i was like where's where are her parents Do her parents not care is she another sam maybe she like doesn't have parents and her aunt takes care of her oh maybe she's an orphan yeah that's sad well, moving on. Mandy starts reminiscing <laughs> out loud about her favorite iCarly moments and how hilarious they were when she just stops and starts maniacally laughing and pointing at the TV <laughs> when she realizes that Sam and Carly aren't laughing hysterically like she is. She chucks some fucking popcorn at them and screams, laugh. <laughs> okay, now Mandy has finally lost me. I draw the line at throwing popcorn at people and screaming at them to laugh. I did not. I thought that was very rude freedom of speech miss mandy they're allowed to laugh if they want to laugh and they are allowed to not laugh if they do not want to laugh you just scare the shit out of them breaking and entering fine in my book just a little b and e you know fine by me but throwing popcorn at someone bitch back it up on their couch on their own couch rude rude like are you gonna like Butter stains, oil stains yes. are so hard to get out. You're not gonna clean it up. You you took there is no way she brought that butter herself into this house. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that she stole popcorn from their cupboard, made it, and then decided to waste it and throw it at them? The one percent is showing. The one percent is showing. Mm-mm. Thanks, I hated it. So rude. Also, Sam's face, she is genuinely terrified. For the first time in her entire life, she is <laughs> genuinely like, somebody else might be crazier than I am. Somebody else might kill me. And I don't know if I'll be able to do anything about it. Sam has met her match. Yes. And it's like a little girl. She's like, oh my fucking God. I thought I was crazy, but shit, I have not seen anything. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't blame her. Like, I would be too. And, like, you know that if Sam is terrified, every single one of us should be absolutely, yes. like, shitting ourselves. That's when you know. That's like <laughs> if Chuck Norris was scared of someone's physical ability. Yeah. Sam equals Chuck Norris. <laughs> I, I think I think that's that goes without saying. We didn't even need to. No, we didn't need to clarify. They're, they're absolutely one and the same. Our listeners know. We skip a week and we're back at school. The gang is at their lockers and telling each other that not only did they all get more thank you cards from Mandy, but she sent them all creepy shit too. Now, what did they get from Mandy? Everybody might be wondering. Well, Sam, she got the first four seasons of Girly Cow. Moo. <laughs> AKA the show that they bonded over during the little B&E 
me. Like, this is actually kind of a thoughtful gift. She's like, remember that time where I broke into your apartment and scared the shit out of you? And we were watching this show and, like, we were both kind of, like, laughing at it, even though I pointed a gun at your head and threw some popcorn (laughs) at you and made you laugh at it. (sighs) This is a good reminiscing time for that. Here's a very thoughtful gift I thought of, and I'm going to send you this. I feel like a thoughtful gift from a creepy person makes it even (laughs) creepier than a creepy gift from a creepy person. No, but she cares. She likes Sam. I think Sam's her favorite. I wouldn't want to be this girl's favorite. (laughs) Well, I mean, if the worst thing about being her favorite is getting four seasons of your favorite show, I mean, could be worse. Freddie got a $40 gift card to Bandana Republic so that maybe he can finally have some swag. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) And $40 is like a lot of money, especially for a 13-year-old. In 2007, eight? Yes. We're in the recession at this point hang on forty dollars is even a <laughs> lot more money than that like i don't think i even give my friends forty dollar gift cards like i'll give them twenty five dollar gift cards and like a few other things but like wow you guys natalie's cheap cheap oh with my her god friends. shut up I'm just saying that, like, I usually give a smaller gift card with other things. But, like, not when I was 13. 13, $40 gift card? Yeah, that's insane. Also, it's so fucking close to Banana Republic. Just say it, Jack Sparrow. Just fucking say Banana Republic. But the thing with me is this isn't even like a, like a, like, oh, it sounds like it. It has a different meaning. Like, Bandana Republic makes it sound like it's exclusively bandanas. No, it is exclusively bandanas. That's why he's going to get some swag because he's going to have like a little bandana, a little chain. like. But $40 worth of bandanas. Who needs that? Freddie. That's like getting like $100 to like lids or something. <laughs> like who needs that many hats? Or like a $10 gift card to a place that's like really expensive. Like there's nothing <laughs> you can fucking do with that. Like YSL, a $10 yes. gift card. I'm like, cool, this will cover the tax. This will get me in the door. But <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, well, actually last but definitely fucking least, Carly got a new scarf and a box of frozen steaks. <laughs> and this is fucking hilarious because Carly got the shittiest gift hands down. Like, this bitch hates Carly. Like, a scarf. <laughs> she was like, fuck, I, I don't have anything else. I don't have any money. I spent it all on the girly cow and the $40 for <laughs> fucking bandana. What is she going to get? Well, I got this old scarf I don't really wear anymore. Here you go. Throw that in there. And uh, I don't want this box of Omaha steaks that my uncle got me. So let me just forward this to her. (laughs) Isn't she supposed to be a mega fan? Wouldn't she know that Sam would rather be the recipient of those steaks? Fake fan. Fake fan. She's an iCarlyanator. She's not a true fan. Well, no, you know what? Actually, she she probably did know that. And she probably knew that Sam was going to do exactly this after going over what free luxuries everybody is exhausted over. Carly says that Mandy has been texting her countless times in the last week, but all Sam cares about is getting Carly's steak box. Mandy was like, I'm going to send it to Carly because I know my girl Sam is going to get it anyway. Because Carly doesn't want this shit. Do you really think that Mandy doesn't like Carly? Yeah. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah. Wow. I think it's weird that she doesn't have a huge crush on Freddie. Well, okay. Here it kind of goes into my theory that I was going to say. Maybe she's a little bit, you know, baguette lesbianist because she's given Sam all these thoughtful ass gifts, giving her the steak box to Carly that she knows she's going to take and she's in love with Sam trying to, you know, do all this stuff. Yeah. So maybe that's why she's not really in love with Freddie, you know? That makes sense, actually. I can't believe I was just being like heteronormative. Oh my 
god yeah what? that's really crazy of you come on snap out of it i know you've been thirsting over spencer this whole time <laughs> but like let's get back into the gay mindset we have the gay agenda to push on this podcast and i really need you to get your head back in okay. the game okay. okay we're doing the gay agenda we are the gay agenda that republicans are afraid of we are yes we are the gay agenda let's get back to it then first order of business <laughs> first first order of business queer is law <laughs> you cannot be heterosexual anymore all heteros will be designated to breeding grounds yeah well they'll be marked with the stain of the breeder i was just gonna say that heteros can't listen to this podcast but i mean that works too i think um. <laughs> i think heteros <laughs> are listening to this podcast but i yeah. i guess they're gay now yeah you guys are all gay our agenda worked yeah surprise everyone's queer this is our agenda and you guys have succumbed to it you have to come out to your parents now so i can help you i'll hold your hand through it you just have to say mom dad i'm a fucking baguette and they won't know what you mean and then you walk away like, and you're like well i told them that's what i rewatched iCarly told me to do so anyway mandy sneaks up on the gang and just goes hey gang can you believe i'm here at ridgeway and sam immediately is like why the fuck are you here trigger warning jump scare again this mandy <laughs> mandy explains that she obviously fucking transferred schools and that she's officially a bulldog woof <laughs> honestly you gotta admire the dedication i i mean dedication is definitely one word for it like that's for sure <laughs> like this girl just left her entire fucking life just because she loves this web show so much this web show that they don't really do fucking jack shit on <laughs> true she has given up her entire life as a 13 year old her most transformative years and she's just given everything up just to just to switch schools and and be besties with them i mean if i had the chance to do this with one direction when i was 13 well one direction didn't exist when i was 13 age check when i was like 16 (laughs) i'd have been like hell yeah hell yeah yeah but okay I mean, I guess I just have to think in the iCarlyverse realm where iCarly is like really popular. So maybe they are the One Direction of YouTube. (laughs) iCarly is the One Direction of the (laughs) iCarlyverse. Yeah. But also One Direction shows up later in the iCarlyverse. So then what do they do? They switch. Does like iCarly absorb One Direction? Do they give birth to One Direction? Because they are One Direction first. Wow, this is a lot to think about. Yeah, I feel like we just created an iCarly One Direction paradox that we just have to, we're not physicists. We can't do this. We can't. I can't do this right now. Wait, don't you have a degree in physics? No. (laughs) Not even close. I guess kind of close because it's science, but. Biology? Forensics? I have two degrees one is in forensic science and then the other is in biology uh, oh forensics it's a f- sound that's how my brain works now that we've established that i'm i don't know the difference between forensics and physics let's uh let's jump back in i am actually sutherland fizz surprise i have taken over his account i have the Damn. physics account that's it he's gone it's just me hell yeah he's irish <laughs> So am I. So, (laughs) like, I've been Irish this entire time. Not one thing has changed. Hey. Hey. No, I don't want, I don't want your, I don't want your pity. I don't want your pity, hey. Okay. The gang is fucking horrified, exhausted, on their way to the police department to file a restraining order. (laughs) Mandy, however, is ecstatic. We are back at the Shea apartment now. Spencer is cooking up something delicious and the doorbell, must it be said, (laughs) rings. 
Spencer sprints to get it. It's a man in eyeliner and a woman in a crochet crop top. Obviously, it's the band. Oh, obviously, because that's what musicians look like. Yes. I was dying because the lead singer is clearly modeled after the singer from Sugar Ray, Mark McGrath. And I could, like, see this guy in my head, and, like, I knew that, like, this is who they were trying to emulate, but I couldn't remember, like, who this guy was or what band he was in. So I was just Googling. I was, like, 311 singer, and it was, like, no, it wasn't him. And then I was, like, sublime singer. And I was, like, no, not him. So then I Googled singer who looks like Ethan Hawke, and then, boom, Mark McGrath came up. And I was, like, yep. That's it. That's the one. That's what I'm looking for. Sugar Ray. I'm glad you did the research because I was also, like, this looks... This looks like really familiar. Yeah, like somebody. Also, the crochet crop top, a look, a vibe. Oh, I love it. I am not talking shit. I'm just saying that it's like hot woman and then man with eyeliner. Banned. Yes. Typical. You are hot woman. I am man with eyeliner. <laughs> Banned. 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 <laughs> the dude is like, you must be pouncy. And Spencer <laughs> corrects him saying, uh, it's Spencer. <laughs> Then he's like, this is my girlfriend and our keyboardist, Suze. And Spence is like, hey, Susie. And she goes, it's Suze. <laughs> like, I know a bunch of people who get mad about their name being pronounced the wrong way. And I mean, everybody should be able to have their name pronounced in the way that they want it to be. But this is definitely an over-exaggeration, like, satirical take on this, right? Because Spencer's, like, pretty much saying it. And they go back and forth a little. Well, I think it's, like, funny because they don't ever get Spencer's name right. Oh, that's true, too. <laughs> They call him everything under the sun except for Spencer. For me, it's like if your name is Suze, people are fucking calling you Susie your whole fucking yeah. life. Like my name is Cersei and so many people call me Circe and I fucking hate it. That's not my fucking name. But yes. I'm not going to correct it because like it's literally a pronunciation thing. Like I'll be like, yeah, my name's Cersei and they'll be like Circe and I'll be like Cersei and they're like, that's what I'm saying, Circe. And I'm like, what the fuck ever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sometimes people just can't pronounce things in the same way, but I mean, it's definitely, you know, you could put a little bit of effort in, but I totally forgot that they don't call him the right name, so it's actually really <laughs> ironic because they want him to pronounce it to the T, Suze, Suze. but they don't even know this man's fucking name. Oh, but. I just realized I had a friend in college named Destiny, and people would call her Destiny all the time, and she would be like, "It's Destiny." This is the exact same thing. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the card. You don't know what it's like to not have your name pronounced correctly. It's That's so true. fucking infuriating. Like it, it's I've something had people unlike. Pronounce my name wrong, and you would think it's fucking easy. I've even had people pronounce my last name wrong. I'm, how do you mispronounce Natalie? Um, Unless they call you Natalia on accident. Yeah, I've had people call me Natalia, and I'm like, hmm. No, or Nathalie. I know a Nathalie, but like, yeah, people call me Nathalie and I'm like, mm, no. And I've had my last name Collins. You would think fucking easy. There's plenty of people with that last name. Colon. Yes. Somebody straight up called me Collins. I was like, Collins. That's it. That's <sighs> it. I was like, I have the easiest name and somehow you made it worse. That's so <laughs> funny. But who the fuck is named Nathalie? Because that's how you spell Natalie in um, French, but it's not pronounced Nathalie. Yeah. It's still pronounced Natalie, even though it has the T-H. Um, this girl I know in college. Uh, someone needs to tell her that she is pronouncing her own name wrong. <laughs> Yikes. Well, I'll call her up right now. <laughs> okay, call her. They come into the apartment and Suze immediately <laughs> clocks the drums that Kato threw out at the junkyard. Spencer gets really jumpy and is like, weird, weird coincidence, huh? Weird. Weird. Really weird. Also, I love that 
this random guy's name is Kato? Are we in the fucking Hunger Games? <laughs> the Hunger Games. But, like, okay, who just walks into someone's house and is like, hey, this thing you own looks just like this piece of shit that my friend threw out. That's crazy. Privilege. Girl, shut up. No one cares about what the Hunger Games guy Privilege. did. Like, why does it matter if this man wanted to be fucking wasteful, ruin the earth? I know. And throw out a perfectly good set of drums. And Spencer wanted to pick him up and join your band. Spencer is reducing, reusing, and recycling. We love it. He is a king. Blake is like, we can't let you in the band until we hear you pound a little bit. And Spencer's like, oh, I'm ready to pound a little bit. Or a lot of bit. You know what you can pound a lot of bit? <laughs> Tell us. Tell us. This uh. pussy. <laughs> pussy. Pussy. <laughs> and why pound? You know, why pound? You know why. why? You I know, know I know, but like, come on, like, just try, just try, try to hide the sexual innuendos just like a little bit, just like a little, like they, they used like rock it out, you know, earlier, they've already used another word for it. He was asking where the lotion was. <laughs> he was asking where the <laughs> lotion was. They just keep, let me just pound it out real quick, you know, but I agree while mm-hmm. we're, while we're talking about pounding, you know, just like the two of us would be great, you know, a two for one. <laughs> We could get buy one, get one free, you know? (laughs) It's a great way to sell it. You know, buy one, get one free. You know, I would love to see Paris this time of year. (laughs) Why were guys in college so obsessed with Eiffel Towering? That's all I want to know. I don't know. But I do, I do appreciate the joke. So, like, especially just like having a best friend that you're always with that is also hot. Yeah. It's nonstop Eiffel Tower. And I'd like to see it. I would not. It doesn't sound <laughs> enjoyable to me. There are more fun things to do. Yeah. No. Not not with two boys. That's too much. Too much for me. I can barely uh-huh. handle Spencer. And he's fictional. <laughs> Wait, so would we be Eiffel Towering Spencer? Yeah. That would that Oh was yeah, what I was that picturing. would be fun. Yeah, that, that would was, be fun. That was kind of what I was going for, you know? Like oh, he would yeah. come to Paris. Okay. He like would he go would to visit. Paris. Yeah, he would go to and Paris. And then we would high five. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Paris. Spencer, pack your fucking bags. Pack your bags. Your ticket is booked. Come come to come to France. But after Spencer has joined us in Paris, Spencer, he goes ahead and shows them his pounding mm. by playing the drums. Mm. Very loosely using that term. <laughs> the band claps. They're so excited. Spencer's like, really? Can I be in the band then? And Blake wants Spencer to answer a very important question first, to which Spencer replies, does it involve Canadian trivia? And Blake shockingly <laughs> says, no, it doesn't. So Spencer agrees to answer. Blake wants to know if they can practice here whenever they want <laughs> for as long as they want. <laughs> and Spencer, a.k.a. Trisha Capaletti, is confused <laughs> but agrees. And Deandra, I mean, Blake, is all, well, you know, congratulations, Alfonso, you're in the band. Spencer is so excited. He does his classic bear hug and lift move on Blake. <laughs> It has finally happened. You have made a reference that I do not understand. No, no you don't understand most popular girls in school. You miss YouTube. Oh, I was thinking you that. miss YouTube. I thought it was a Real Housewives thing. I was thinking no. all I can remember is Ashley Ketchadorian. and no. I was like, this isn't it. No, my name's Deandra, and I want to poop here whenever I want. 
for as long <laughs> as I want. And Trisha Capaletti, she's like, wait, I thought Ashley Cachadorian was supposed to be the one watching the door. Is Ashley Cachadorian the one who's bringing the snacks? Huh. <laughs> in my head, I was like, is this the most yes. popular girls in school? And I was like, no, she wouldn't say that. And then I was like, maybe it's no. like a Real Housewives thing. And I was like, yeah, probably Real Housewives. <laughs> Fuck you. It is most popular girls in school. I wow. can't believe you didn't clock that right away. I'm disappointed. I'm just going to clap for you because you, you you did something that Thank went over you. my head. Thank you. The turntables. Turn Mr. Spencer, come on. Use your brain. Use your brain. Hey, you want to be in our band? One question. Can we, like, practice here whenever and for however long we want to? All right, you're in, buddy. A brain cell. It's begging to be used. My naive little boy. He was just so excited. He just wanted some friends his own age. You know, he never sees Sako because Sako is a figment of his imagination. (laughs) And he just wanted some real life friends that are not his sister's friends and not his sister's fans who physically assault him. That's true. You know, don't victim blame here. It's really crazy. R.I.P. The gang sprints into the house later on and immediately lock the door behind them and start complaining to Spencer about Mandy and how she transferred schools and tried to follow them home and all the other crazy shit this bitch is fucking doing to them. Carly had to try to get rid of her by telling her that they need fladoodles. When Spencer asks what the fuck is a fladoodle, as we are all asking, Carly's like, I don't fucking know. I made it up to get rid of her. Like, just tell her you want her to leave. This is so mean. Just tell her. She's so crazy. If they tell her to leave, she might kill them. And then also, fladoodle kind of sounds like pee-pee. <laughs> like a pee-pee, like a peenie. A boy's patootie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it does a little, I yeah. guess. Like, oh, yeah, did you suck his, his little fladoodle? fladoodle? You know, his little fladoodle doodle. Yeah, he whipped out his fladoodle. You, you played the fladoodle. <laughs> he fladoodled me down. That fladoodle whistled. <laughs> I was choking on that fladoodle last night. Oh my god, the Flo Rida song has changed lyrics. Let me blow that fladoodle, baby, fladoodle, baby. Here we go. <laughs> X Natalie X sings X really X good X. <laughs> the X sings X good X empire is just growing. She assigned me in her X sings X good label. <laughs> But Spencer honestly doesn't even care what the fuck they're saying because he's so excited to tell them that he got into the band. And before he can even show off his amazing drum skills or maybe like lack thereof, (laughs) there's a knock at the door. Finally, not the fucking doorbell. Mandy has found the flutables (laughs) in a Scandinavian market in Nordic town. They try to dupe her by telling her that they actually needed fat free fadoodles. But Mandy has already gotten everything covered for them. She was like, I know they're about to pull some fat shit on me so she got the fat free the barbecue the cool ranch and the dusty jalapeno like she tried so fucking hard and they're still being me she was prepared she was like i drove all this fucking way i'm gonna get every single goddamn fladoodle and you guys are gonna sit here and i'm going to hold you at gunpoint and we are gonna eat every last fladoodle in every single bag i was very impressed she knew what was going on and she got it all yeah also cool ranch i i would like to say foul she says that it's like a scandinavian thing ranch only exists in america it does no one knows what ranch is abroad i was like is nordic town like real like is that a real place because i've never heard of a nordic town and it is 
It is, but it's not called Nordic Town. It's called Poolsbo, and it's 17 miles out of hmm. Seattle. So it's not like, like, you know how, like, yeah. Chinatown or, like, it's like, Little in Italy. There. It's, like, in the city. No, so she, yeah. she, like, drove, like, out of her way with, with her, her car. car. She personally stole her aunt's car and went on this fadoodle trip on her own. We are at the Shea apartment later on, and Spencer and his band are practicing. They sound pretty good, but Spencer's horrible fucking drum playing sticks out <laughs> like a sore thumb. You can barely even hear them. The band is clearly annoyed. Spencer <laughs> goes to grab them snacks he made them, which, ooh woo. And they start talking shit about how they're tired of pretending he's in the band and that they're eventually going to kick him out. First of all, sad. It is sad. Second of all, I love the way you say horrible. It's so, every time I edit, I think that's the most New York-y thing that you say. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Horrible. I say horrible. 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 Spencer's outfit is so fucking dope. There's no other word. He's got on like a little tight muscle tee that has like an American flag on it, which American propaganda check take <laughs> one million. It's not even I rue the day anymore. It's like two or three episodes later. He's still in the mood though. He's still in the mood for America. This shirt is so <laughs> short that it like yes. rides up on his belly and you can like see his little tummy and happy trail and... I am looking disrespectfully, <laughs> fully disrespectfully no. looking. And he's got on like tight leather <laughs> pants with a vanity belt buckle that has like flames Ooh. on it. And I'm like, I'm like sweating. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is so hot. And then he also has like a fucking like headband wrapped around his head. I think it's like yes. a sweatband. And I was kind of triggered because my best friend's ex-boyfriend used to always wear these and he was a freak <laughs> and he looked weird as fuck when he would wear these. And I was like, Spencer, everything else is so perfect. And then mm. this. It just ties the outfit together for him though. And it makes sense because he's sweating and he wants yeah, to catch the yeah, sweat. It's so practical. It's I'll practical. let him have it. But so damn fine. <laughs> So damn fine. See, I do not like a hairy man. I don't. I no hair at all anywhere. Disgusting. I cannot. I will body shame a man that has hair. I can handle this amount of hair. Just all of it. I just literally. I and I like the best part too is that I question like how I didn't think I was gay so much sooner because I see a man that's like a manly man you know like how you like tip it you're a manly man with all this hair and stuff and I'm like that's fucking disgusting get the fuck away from me I'll let it I'll let it slide for him so I'll, I'll give him a pass and he's still sexy and I can I can overlook this little hair so I'm sure Spencer greatly appreciates it. I, I'm sure he does. So Jerry Trainer listening to this near tears. I'm too hairy for Natalie. Please don't unpack your bags for Paris. Um, <laughs> please don't. You're still welcome here. The borders are still open. <laughs> Spencer's phone dings and he reveals that his buddy Sako got them booked on none other than Seattle Beat, a gig that the band has been trying to secure for years but haven't been able to. So the band decides to not kick him out. How does Sako have the hookup for literally everything? Literally everything. He's just the coolest cat in Seattle. He knows everybody. Maybe he's in the mob or something. Yeah, maybe. He's got the hookups. Maybe. But like they can't be that good or have they really been trying that hard if they've been 
trying to get on this show for years and haven't been able to get on. Sometimes it's just like a thing where it's like, oh, if you don't have an agent or don't have representation, like they won't listen to you. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Because it's like an MTV kind of show. But like, yeah, it seems like they have people on it all the time and stuff. Like, I don't I feel like they could be trying a little bit harder. It's not like they just started. Like, it's been for years. Anyway, anyway, again, just be upfront with Spencer. This is so, it's so fucked up. I keep getting really upset. It's mean. It is really mean. Like, this is, like, what my anxiety tells me people are doing to me right. all the time. And then when you watch it, you're like, it's true. No. I'm Spencer, but less hairy. People actually do do this, so. Yeah. No, it's a TV show. It's not real. We have to it's tell not ourselves real. that. It's not real. It's not real. It's, it's not real. real. It's, it's only Nickelodeon show. It's only Nickelodeon It's only Nickelodeon show. It's not real. <laughs> The girls are broadcasting live from Seattle because that's important. And they introduce themselves like they do every fucking episode as if we don't know who they are. My name's Carly. My name's Sam. And I'm Mandy. Thank you to everyone who came to our live show. Woo. Woo woo. The girls are frustrated because Mandy keeps fucking interrupting the show. And they go to introduce their next segment, Messing with Lubert. Yes. But Mandy barges in wearing a fucking duck mask. Quack, 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 quack. and carly just goes yes quack quack (laughs) she's like literally on the brink of fucking tears like she has had a mental breakdown she has like not slept in 10 days mandy has held her at gunpoint doing this quack 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 for the last three weeks like (laughs) like we thought sam was capable of murder it's carly it's actually carly carly's gonna get this girl yeah spencer is emo as fuck sitting on the couch and carly asks what's wrong the violin is playing and he has her read the letter that his band left him which says hey splinter thanks for booking us on seattle beat you rock for that Unfortunately, your drumming is suckish. They kick him out of the band, proclaim that they're still going on Seattle Beat, and then they tell him that they stole his drum set and the leftover deviled eggs that he made them during their practice. First of all, Splinter, hard as fuck name for a band member. <laughs> Someone should think about using that. That cracked me up. That one That one got me. Well, you see, that one's funny because it's almost yes. Spencer. Yes, yeah, that's why. But it's like the Alfonso. yeah. Like, what the fuck is Alfonso? Yeah, that one didn't get me. The pouncy one kind of was like, okay. But then Alfonso, I was like, uh, like, yeah. stick with, like, like they should have done all different S names is what they should have done. Yeah. They should have done, like, Steven. And then, like, what's, an, what's another S name? Sean. Yeah. Like, what, like stuff like that. That would have been funny. Yeah, and you're supposed to, hi- you're supposed to hit the joke three times, which is what they did. But you heighten it each time. And the last one is supposed to, like, completely be crazy. So it would have been really funny if they were like sean and then like what, what did you say steven steven and then the third one was splinter and that would have been funny because that's not a real name yes but no alfonso and pouncy is pouncy a cat name who knows johnny depp fired fired pack it up johnny go back to being a pirate <laughs> but spencer like actually looks so fucking sad no it's like breakup energy, just like I on the know. couch crying. Allie and AJ My potential breakup song is playing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, da, 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 da. Like this was 
so fucked up. Like, they literally just used him, abused him, and tossed them to the side. Oh. Like, fuck them. And, like, how are they just going to steal his drums, too? That's even worse. And the eggs. And the eggs. What the fuck? Why would you steal the egg? Carly comforts him by tousling his hair, which was adorable. Spencer says he's just sitting there listening to their music. And Carly's like, well, don't do that. And Spencer's like, but their music is so good. And then he screams into a pillow. I want to punch them in the fucking face for what they did to poor Spencer. <laughs> Justice for Spencer. Give him back his fucking drum set and his deviled eggs. Spit them out right now. I'm so mad. I'm so, like, he's so. He's so upset. I hate to sound like I'm talking about a small bean, but he's so he is, delicate. He is delicate. I hate it. My therapist literally tells me the same thing that Carly says. She's like, oh, you're upset and you're listening to sad music? Why would you do that? Why would you want to make yourself more upset? And I was like, Camille, it's because I'm mentally unstable. Why would I not want to make myself more upset? Come on. I was like, I feel you, Spence. I do the same thing. Very relatable. Also, Spencer's mentally ill too, so yeah. we're all in the same boat. We're all in this together. X, Natalie X sings X, really X, good X. It really is <laughs> Natalie X sings X time. She's doing it, folks. Sam and Freddie come over to brainstorm ideas with Carly before Mandy shows up and Spencer runs out of the apartment like a limp chicken nugget and whines I'm going for a walk they all go upstairs and then Mandy just barges in and is like Carly you home from school yet and starts like nosing around the apartment was the door just unlocked yeah I'm she she literally just walked in yeah I mean Spencer literally just walked out so they were like all right you know, they're rich. They don't care if people come in and do a little B&E. You know what? I I guess they thought Lubert would do his job. Yeah. I guess they assumed wrong. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, everybody else usually just walks in. So, you know, like, what is she going to do? Ring the non-existent doorbell? The music from Spencer's old band is playing quietly. And Mandy grabs the remote, turns it up, and starts dancing, which looking exactly like me after I've had, like, seven white claws, <laughs> and yells, this music is fantastic! Yeah! Rock it, baby! <laughs> Which I love that, like, the music was not playing when they said that Spencer was listening to the music. No. But then Mandy walks in and then she looks around for, like, two seconds. And then all of a sudden it's like... It's like, yeah. Whatever the fucking song was. The girls are live on iCarly, giving us the most lukewarm web show ever. They demonstrate <laughs> a spit take where first they tell us that there will, in fact, be a spit take. Yes. Then... Sam makes a joke that mm, really isn't a joke. Mm. And then Carly performs said spit take that they, yes. the audience of the iCarly web show, the audience of the iCarly television show, and me <laughs> know to be fake. So how the hell is anyone supposed to think that this is funny? This is pure comedy. Pure comedy, love. And then they go, that's what's known as the spit take. <laughs> And the laugh track is going mental. What? What's funny? What's funny? They said we have to clarify it one more time just in case you guys didn't get the last three times that we told you that this is a spit take and this is fake. They said, let me just hammer this home one last time. And honestly, it wasn't even a good joke to fucking spit take to. It's the same thing as the Twister Vision. Like, you guys have this whole fucking segment plan. You know you're going to do this. The joke about the spit take isn't that funny because you're telling everybody about it. And you have to come up with a joke to use during this segment. And all you can think about is what the blood of the chicken or whatever. 
whatever it is. Like that. That's not. It's not even a joke. The way you just said the blood of the chicken, it sound that sounds like an incantation, like a chant. The, the blood, blood of the, the chicken. chicken. The blood of the chicken. We'll bind the blood of the covenant. Like <laughs> spit takes. Some freaky spell. It's the blood of the chicken. Spit take. The blood of the chicken. Spit take. <laughs> That's my my chant. My cult chant. <laughs> like this is the equivalent of like I don't even know. I can't even think of a joke to like make a make a point here. What's a joke? Knock knock. I'm gonna make a joke ab- about orange. You glad I didn't say banana again? Okay. Knock knock. Who is there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Oh. <laughs> knock, you knock. You forgot the point of a knock, knock joke. I did. I did. You have to I don't wait did. for the knock, knock. No, it was, a, it was a knock, knock ditch. I ran away. I ran away. No, this is worse. You were, you were shitting on the iCarly lukewarm <laughs> web show. And you don't even know what a knock, knock joke is. Miss Comedian herself. I have a certificate from Second City that says I completed their comedy writing program. They are on their way to my house to take it away. They said, no, bitch, you are not representing Second City well. Well, now that I've embarrassed myself for the millionth time on this podcast. I don't even think we should finish this. (laughs) Just give up. Yeah, just move on. Just move on. Uh, Anyway, they close out the webcast like I want to do with this podcast. And Freddie brings out some decadent ass beverageinos in an iced tea goblet. The drink is red and features one of those crazy straws that goes all around and swirls and shit. A drink umbrella and is garnished with a slice of pineapple. Yes, They cheers to mandy who knows what happened to her and i fully feel like this drink is supposed to be a sex on the beach that's the only thing it resembles yeah why the hell do they have kitty cocktails and why are they decked out this hard i i mean who cut the pineapple freddie like i love how freddie is literally just their little bitch boy just making them all fucking drinks <laughs> he's like their little butler like he's like would you guys like a little pineapple on top of your sex on the beach <laughs> This is going to be Spencer for us in Paris. (laughs) I will perfectly cut this pineapple for you right before our web show, before I have to technically produce the entire thing. Don't worry, I will also make drinks. Like, they don't always have cocktails after iCarly, so did they think this was going to be a good one? They were like, if Mandy is on for another fucking week, I need a goddamn drink to get through this shit. Like, Well, I think it was for the celebration that Mandy never showed up. Well, it's like, then how did they have it prepared? Yes, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying how do they have her prepared because mandy like just didn't show up like they had gone upstairs yeah to go do the web show mandy came in and then she left like it's not like they were like chilling out you know they were up there ready to go so where did they come from when did freddie prepare these i think it was for the fact that mandy didn't show up but the writers did not think it through I would bet my money on that. Another plot hole. Another plot hole, Danny boy. Explain it. Jack Sparrow, get to the Briggs. You're going under. Walk the plank, bitch. Walk the plank. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting kicked out. Spencer sprints up and is like, turn on Seattle Beat! (laughs) Which I love that this actually was the thing that happened back in the day when something was on TV. Like, you couldn't couldn't text someone. You couldn't show it to them later, take a screenshot. You had to run in the room and be like, turn it on right now or you're going to miss it. They turn on the TV and Mandy is on Seattle Beat on the stage with the band screaming about how much she loves them. She made them the face cookies, quacks, and bangs on all of their instruments. Quack, quack. (laughs) The gang cheers for Mandy. Like, woo! Go Mandy! 
and then we fade to black. But I'm not done because I have questions. How did Mandy have time to make the cookies? They they ha- she can't just have them ready. She what? She's ready at all times. She has that recipe down packed where she can make it in like an hour. Where is she living? Where her parents relocated? What kitchen did she use? She's I'm- in the Shea apartment. She's there. She's in there. She used their apartment. They don't know anything <laughs> anyway. Spencer is never in that apartment. Even if he is in that apartment, he has no idea what's going around. She was just in their kitchen. Yeah, he has no idea what's going on anyway. She's all up in there. He's like, makes sense. Wait. Who are you again? She's like, I'm Mandy. Quack, 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 quack. But when Mandy, when Mandy is on stage, she embraces Blake. Like, she bear hugs him. And he literally looks so fucking uncomfortable. Like, just pure stiffness. Yes. Rage in his eyes. Looking like the shocked emoji. Literally looking like that fucking Chuck E. Cheese animatronic (laughs) meme where it's just, like, eyes wide open. Like, terrifying. It was so funny. I mean, I don't blame him. He's like a grown man and this is a child. Their biggest fan. Where's security? Yeah. Someone says that. They're on, like, MTV. They're on MTV. Where is security? Why is this child allowed to go up there? Like, someone in the background is like, someone get security. <laughs> like, on the actual, like, Seattle beat thing. Someone's getting fired. Again, they're all adults as if they cannot literally just, like, pick this girl up by the hair, by the little ponytail <laughs> and pull her off to the side like lubert must have been working security at seattle beat that's why she got up there every lubert is the security at every single thing in the icarly verse lubert is everywhere and nowhere at the exact same time he is the omnipresent in the icarly (laughs) so scary lubert is is gatsby's eyes like stop lubert is big brother yeah Lubert was in the SWAT team. He was the one who cut the hole for them to, <laughs> for them to like, go through. He, like, takes the helmet <laughs> off and, like, shakes his hair out. And he's like, ha! It was, it was me, me the whole time. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you, silly <laughs> little kids. Silly kids. Oh, that's- <laughs> that literally would have been, like, the end of, um, of Monsters, Inc. when Roz was part of the fucking yes. <laughs> quarantine SWAT team. <laughs> so many things in the iCarly verse <laughs> but I love that we're actually uncovering nothing we're just like making hypotheticals like we're literally making on. the iCarly verse more more in depth <laughs> like, like more complicated like instead of giving you behind the scenes we're just giving fig- figuratives maybes what ifs we're making you guys think about things like this is the deep web of iCarly like <laughs> literally just blindly trust us don't if you trust think for anybody yourself. else if you're a cruddy fan you're a sheeple if you're <laughs> <laughs> we're i anon i underscore anon we're i see anon <laughs> oh my god terrifying genuinely terrifying well Natalie, this 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 is your moment. We finally have a post credit scene. This is my moment that I have been waiting weeks. I'm gonna cry, guys. <laughs> oh my god, tears. Tears are tears. genuinely dripping from my face right now. We finally have the video. Danny boy, <laughs> he has heard my cries for help. Jack Sparrow oh. has walked back up on the plank. <laughs> he has saved me, been resurrected. 
here we are. Wait, but what did we say? Isn't a thoughtful gift from a creepy person worse than a creepy <laughs> oh, gift from a creepy person? Oh, why couldn't you say that after I after I talked about it? Now you're ruining the post credit scene. I'm so sorry. Ugh, I'm, how am I'm I going to continue? Sorry. How am I going to continue? Here I am. Here's how I'm going to continue. We are at a random ass shipyard looking place. This kid, Ashton. Fun. Not Ashton Kutcher. Disappointing. Who looks like he was kidnapped and is being forced to do this stunt by Dark Lord Dan himself. Speaking of QAnon. <laughs> He's just at a random fucking shipyard. Like... <laughs> fucking 13 year old he's like i'm gonna do this random ass stunt it's like okay who kidnapped you and brought you here and told you to do this it was dan but he's telling us that his air rim is gonna shoot him 30 feet over in the air over onto his landing pad he then gives the obvious disclaimer that he is in fact a trained professional and do not try this at home he then runs up and catapults into the air and flips onto the mat he gets up and he goes i love the show guys bye (laughs) little ladies man when he is in the air he literally looks like a wet noodle like he's just like (laughs) like it was they like they like put a wet noodle and just put it in the air and was going that's this kid (laughs) and it's funny because he literally just like starts running they need to put like the slow-mo music jumps and you don't get to see him jump which i like kind of made me think for a second is this fake here's my conspiracy is it fake did this man actually do this trick i don't know because we just see him from the ground we see his feet and then we see the air and him flying and flipping in the air so no proof the moon landing was fake this was fake sounds fake to me stanley kubrick directed this it's fake directed it it's fake stanley kubrick directed this episode of (laughs) iCarly He's back from the dead. <laughs> Did you mean Stan Lee? No, Stanley Kubrick. He's the one who supposedly directed the moon landing. Oh, I was like, that makes a lot more sense no, Stan- than Stan Lee, right? That does, yeah. yeah. It makes a lot more sense. It, does, it yeah. goes with the moon landing bit. Yeah. So. Well. Anyway. I guess I take away your clap because <laughs> I have once again said something you don't understand. Yeah, but that's, that's, uh, that's every episode, so you don't get a clap. Equilibrium has been It's been restored. Reached. You know, I, how is this child a trained professional? Um, He's actually 40 years old. (laughs) He's the one who kidnapped somebody and brought them here. (laughs) He kidnapped Dan Schneider. He kidnapped Dan Schneider and made him come watch him do this trick. Made him film him. Put me on iCarly, Daniel. Put me on there, Dan. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Like, how is he a trained professional? This kid cannot be older than, like, 15. And that's, like, giving him some years, too. Yeah, he looked like nine. You know, like, I... No, he's definitely older than nine. We know Freddy's, like, 13. And Freddy looks like 10. So this kid's gotta be, like, 15. Or maybe he's, like, Austin Butler and they're the same age. I've, like, I've never... I've never known a child, so I don't know (laughs) ages. But if he came up to me, I'd be like, dude, you're fucking nine. Get away from me. Get out of here. Get out of here. But, you know, um... With all that being said, I won't complain too much about this because I would rather this than the girls screaming at me. So thank you, Ashton, for saving me from the girls yelling at me again for another week. So I appreciate you, you 15-year-old trained professional who is disguised and is actually a 40-year-old in a trench coat. So You look great for your age. You look great. I'd love to know your moisturizer. Yeah, let me know what your skincare routine is. So drop it below. Hit us up in the comments down (laughs) below. We'll link everything to where you can buy it in our bio. 
this week's pod babes of the week go to everyone who showed up to our fun little live event yeah so big thank you to andrea at andrea.catherine.93 the only two cancer men with j names that anyone is ever (laughs) allowed to willingly speak to the first one being jacob aka the the jacob jacob (laughs) <laughs> or jacob at the jacob with a k shake up on instagram and jose at vid underscore noir on twitter and my little bestie Kristen, who's at Kristen dubina d-u-b-y-n-a on instagram and melly at m stebs on instagram that's two b's and a z and my sorority sister and other bestie, Vanessa, at VNasty, yep, V-N-A-S-T-E-A on Insta. Thank you guys so much for showing up. It was so much fun to hang out and get to know everyone. Yeah, we hope you had a great time. It was such a blast. We are definitely going to try to do something like that again because we really had so much fun with everybody. Yeah, and a couple people DM'd us saying that they accidentally didn't make it or they didn't hear about it soon enough or stuff like that. So we definitely want to do it again for the people Mm -hmm. who missed. We will let you guys know when we do decide to do it again so that that way you guys can join in. But it was so much fun and we hope that you guys enjoy the episode with everybody's commentary and everything. And big shout out to all of you guys. Yeah, thank you. Next week we're rewatching I Heart Art. And we hope you rewatch it with us. See you next week. Bye. Don't forget to head to iRewatchIcarly.com to check out cool behind the scenes like what we're drinking, how much we're drinking, our notes, and cool behind the scenes footage. Also, follow us on social media at iRewatchIcarly on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Cersei. You can find me on Twitter at TequilaThought, on Instagram at Cersei.mp3, and on TikTok at Fuckass, F-U-K-K-A-Z-Z. And I'm Natalie. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Natalie R. Collins and on TikTok at The Real Catalie, spelled C-A-T-A-L-I-E. Disclaimer, all views discussed in this podcast are opinions for the purpose of comedy, which includes but is not limited to satire, parody, and critique, and are not meant to represent fact of any of the individuals or involved parties discussed.